boy, I just can't help but smile every time I hear that music because I know it's time for another episode of the Rec Poker Podcast. Now, we are trying something a little different today. I'm your host, Jim Reed. And instead of a chats edition or a forums edition, we're going to go take a peek into the rec room. So over at Rec Poker, uh, we've got a free community membership where anyone can come and join up and become a part of Rec Poker Nation. All it takes is an email address. Just go to rec.poker, sign up for a free community account, and you can type in the forums, you can watch our free videos, you can play in the home games. It's a great way to interact with the other members of Rec Poker Nation. Some of the folks that really jump to the fore uh, are the, guy, the guys and gals on the Wrecking Crew. And the Wrecking Crew is uh, the folks that want to really get to the next level, share their poker knowledge with the world, um, get more involved in other people learning about poker, talking about poker, getting better at poker, doing it all together in our community here. So about once a month, we invite a premium member into the rec room to talk with our wrecking crew about a hand history, a concept that's been bugging them in poker, or just to talk strat, just to chat poker strat. Why not? So one way to do it, the best way, send me an email, jim at rec.poker. Tell me the wrecking crew member you'd like to hang out with in the rec room and the subject you'd like to discuss with them. I'll see if I can match you two up. We'll set you up for a little video call like the one you're about to watch. And uh, you can just hang out, talk poker, and uh, hopefully get a little better at it together. That's the plan, after all. So you might be listening to this on the audio version, and we'll try and keep it clean and fun for our audio listeners. But I do think you'll get more out of it if you watch the video that goes along with it. There's more stuff on the screen, screen sharing, hand details. Sometimes we'll look at a HUD, something like that. So um, I hope you enjoy the audio version, but I really hope you'll go to rec.poker and sign up for a free community account there to get access to all our free videos and that sort of thing. So without further ado, uh, welcome to the rec room. And Okay, can you see that now? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm yep. just going to move some of this stuff around here. Uh, Let's just move this. Okay. Let's put this off to the side for now. Just going to tweak the layout a little because we got this. Oh, in. yeah, because you can add all of those. Um, yeah, we got some good good stuff here. Yeah, I need to customize my my default yeah you should and also um if you did that if you got your pt4 through the rec poker link you should uh this is the rec poker hud and it's got some pretty fun stuff built into it that um i don't know i don't know what hud you're using but uh, uh you might be able to get some good stats out of here i did yeah. click through this earlier i noticed some of these players you actually have a decent number of hands on yeah, um, yeah. So that's I've crazy. been collecting a lot of hands. I see that, yeah. And you're definitely putting in some volume in the same. It's one of, one of the other perks about these smaller field tournaments is yeah. that uh, you actually get to get some hands on people. Like this is this is great to get 768 hands on, wow. on a tournament in poker. And I don't even, this isn't a regular tournament for me. So I must have played with them in other ones because this was, uh, 33 is outside of my buy-in. I actually satellited for a dollar and got the right. ticket. But like, look at all these awesome stats that you have on this player. I mean, I don't know what HUD you're using again. If, no, if, I'm using this, yeah. 
then like this is uh you get all sorts of great notes and stuff yep. um over that kind of sample size see i okay. need to look at the notes a lot more too because i just look at their vps mm, and PRs. yeah which is good but you get actual specific hands in yeah. the notes which just okay. make a huge uh they help, they help define ranges you know like if, yeah. someone, if someone calls like one of these is uh let's just take a look at it here called two bit in position see this one here six six okay so they've done it with sixes sevens and ace jack off if if you see a hand there like jack eight offsuit that tells you a lot about that player right if they're calling if, if they're call, cold calling a bet in position with a, a shitty hand so like just that just means that they're flatting yeah flatting exactly yeah flatting and which hand is there is the six six seven seven or ace jack all of them. So this is said. So for oh, this, this is player, this is like lifetime. Oh, I it thought this was a specific scenario. No, no, no. Yes, yeah. so this is saying over the course of the time as you've been tracking them. Yeah. They've shot. They've gone to showdown with these hands and pre-flop. They'd call the two bet in position. They didn't even re-raise. Yeah. Yeah. And all these ones, they called the two bet from, from the blinds. blinds. Oh wow! This is really really good. This is. A lot better than me just looking at the VP. Oh, yeah. You can get some real detailed information here. Wow. And it helps define the range, right? Yeah. Because a frequency is one thing. But yeah. knowing what range that frequency is you is really valuable for hand ranging. It's like 80% more valuable than just the 20% the of just knowing their frequency. Yes, yes, yes. So um, if you're going to be able to get hands like this, this volume of hands-on players start yeah. paying attention to these notes because okay. uh, that's going to be a, a way to help take take them apart in real time on the table that's good all right so do you want to just flip through the hands one by one and yeah, see what we got to all right so hopefully this one's a fold oh it is excellent <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think and sometimes was, sometimes you see one and you're like uh it's it's definitely a fold but then you're like, oh my god, I folded nine three suited. Would I hit the flush four? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'll go through these and I'll just like filter out to only the hands that you v pipped. But mm -hmm. uh, I just want to go through and see. Sometimes seeing the hands that you fold can also be. Uh, yeah, I don't know valuable. if I reviewed a lot of them or like tagged them for review. Mm. I know I did uh, several of them. Yeah, we'll just uh, keep on rolling. So when you're. Uh, Tell me a bit about what what are you looking for at the table? Like, mm. so with uh with like, what's that? Fifteen big blinds for the fourteen, thirteen. Yeah, and in fact, on this HUD, this this number in the bottom right uh -huh. is the number of big blinds live. Uh, okay. So you, you don't have to do any math. You can just look at that and tell. Nice. And, and also, uh, so there there are nineteen. Um, and I don't yeah. know. This this is a little confusing up here, but this is also your number of big blinds. Uh huh. This is the table average big blinds. Oh, and then, wow. And then this is the table average VPIP, PFR, and 3-bet. So if you're okay. multi-tabling, um, you can see at a glance, oh, is this an active table? Is this a passive table? You know, yeah. what's, what's the average chip stack compared to my chip stack? Uh, that kind of stuff on tournaments, I find the chip stack is maybe the most important stat, the number That's of really big good. blinds. So I, I that really features prominently in all mm -hmm. in all the HUDs there. I need that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I don't have this HUD. Okay. Well, it, it's yours free already because you use that Rec Poker link. So yeah. I'll send you the I'll send you the download file for it. 
Okay. Um, so with with 28 big blinds i think more so my mindset is trying to find three bad spots and yeah, nice. um and spots to just uh to just raise you know yep and and um i think with 28 big blinds i'm raising hands early position that i will call three bets and depending on i, I always look at the stacks ahead of me Good. so if i'm raising from the middle position i'm looking at everything everything to my left are they do they have a stack that's gonna if they have eight big blinds mm -hmm. i need to be raising a hand that's ready to call their reshove and i'll even raise if they have eight big blinds and i have 38 big blinds and i have seven eight suited i'll raise that in position if they're on the big blind with eight big blinds and they want to re-raise for six more big blinds I'm, i'll call with seven eight suited you know suited connectors yeah and also, it's not always, obviously, they're not going to just reshove all the time, but I, I want to be prepared for that because I hate raising. And then you see the big blind had six big blinds and they, he re-raises and you're raising shit and you're like, it's four more to call and you just fold. It's like, oh, it doesn't feel good to fold. Yeah. And you can find, you know, some of that stuff you can crunch down and find where those lines are drawn. And depending on the number of big blinds that they have, I think you can find some easy to remember rules for like, okay, this is a hand that does or does not meet the equity standard when you want to call with that but you're right once you're getting great odds seven eight suit is just one of those hands that's going to perform well enough against anything that they're shoving with so yeah. I, don't, I don't mind that at all all right well let's keep uh let's keep rolling through and see so yeah nothing's yeah, gonna we'll happen find a nice spot oh, here. Oh, here we go Oops. my bad aha this oh, okay. one i think is gonna develop into something okay so we got a 2x to you let's just make sure yeah. we're the only player here so okay, so uh, yeah, and let's look. So thirty-two. You're the effective stack at twenty-eight, and you've got Does some that hands mean the on stack this guy. That's at risk. Yes, yeah. So the effective okay. stack is the shortest stack in the hand. Got um, it, got so it. even though he's got thirty-two uh, big blinds, really only twenty-eight of them are in play because uh, yeah, yeah. that's the most he'll be able to put in. And mm -hmm. looking at him. Let's see, he folds to three bets after raises. It's pretty small sample size, so it's not, uh, but let's see, what does he call three bets with? Yeah, I still don't really have a good enough sample size. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? You're out of position, you said, so you're gonna size up a little bit, right? I'm gonna, re I'm gonna three bet and I'm probably gonna three bet to 5.5 big blinds. Mm -hmm. It's chips. Uh, I always, I always have it on the big blind. Yeah. Uh, format. Nice. I'm not as, I'm not as good with calculating in my head as quick as most people are. Yeah. Me like neither. Me neither. Yeah. I, I use the software. That's what the software is there for. So I've got yeah. my, I've got my, my uh, slider set to big blinds too. Yeah. Um, so if he's raising two, then I, I'll probably three bet to, I, I was doing 4.8 for a little while, but wow, I yeah. upped it to 5.5. That seems that's even that's maybe a little on the small side. Yeah, uh, I mean, most people do six point five seven. I see. Well, I mean, because you're out of position, you yeah, know, you're giving them a really tempting proposition. If you go to five point five, that's three and a half more to call, and there's already so much in there. I mean, there there is some fold equity, but 
But then I mean, with aces, do do we want him to fold? You know. Okay, so great question. So when we're looking at this stuff, are are we gonna are we trying to find a size that fits for everything we want to be doing here, and we want to have a balanced range, or do we want to be trying to maximize the value we get with this hand right now today with aces? Yeah, yeah, maximize yeah. with this okay. hand. So then. Um, so then, but we will talk about raises in general, though, too. Three bet yeah. ranges with queen yeah. ten suited, for example, whatever. Okay, so then if you're gonna if you if you're gonna make a raise specifically for aces, then yeah, I think you can size down whether you're in position or out of position. So five and a half sounds good. Let's see. Let's see what it is. Yeah, there it goes. Yep. So then he's getting pretty good odds here. He's getting two and a half to one. Yep. Uh, so he's going to be continuing with a lot of hands, which is what we want when uh, when we've got aces, right? Yeah. Um, and let me see, what's the stack to pot ratio going to be? So he's yes, and 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 you're going to be able to get it in comfortably. So oh, he oh, there we go. That's okay, what well, want. even better. Okay, another perk of the small three bet, right? Is that yeah. it gets it gets that. So okay, so we don't have to get into stack to pot. I assume you win the hand because yeah. oh yeah, there we go, no spade. <laughs> no spade i remember that and i remember him yeah. see that's that's so then with that sizing it's like is he thinking that we're just messing around right. i remember when this happened though and i was like see i was talking to my roommate it's like see it's one thing to get aces it's another thing to get aces in a situation where you can get all your chips in and it's another thing to get aces in a situation where you can get all your chips in with someone who wants to shove king 10 suited or something mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so it's just like it's a good situation because you have to have all the variables in play it's not just you don't just get aces and get double up yeah and i think if you made a bigger three bed there in this exact spot i'm not yeah. sure he does shove uh king 10 suited then he the knows top. i'm getting it in right yeah exactly exactly so i think that was uh that really worked that was a really savvy use of that yeah. nut hand now okay, that's good. what if you had ace king there instead would you choose a different sizing or would you choose the same sizing? Or no, what I if you had pocket tens? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think pocket tens, to be honest, actually, I need to, I need to think about this because really I've, I've made 5.5 kind of like a standard, standard thing. And even when I'm three betting, you know, middle position from an early raise mm -hmm. with King Queen suited, I'll make it 5.5. And, okay or or tens or whatever you know and i'm like yeah yeah so i i really have to think about that you know okay so and i can so my gut tells me right now that's too small yeah i think in a vacuum we should be working on bringing up your three bedding size a little uh because you want you're mostly going to be doing it with value hands and oh. you want to make people pay to come along and you also typically are going to want to do it to thin the field a little bit and if you're we'll see if you get some squeeze opportunities later but you'll need you're to right. make a squeeze a much bigger sizing relatively or else you're not achieving the same goals so imagine if i have ace king here right ace king of hearts yep and i do the 5.5 and imagine he doesn't get sticky you said he's getting good odds to call right and yeah. he has king 10 with the king of spades right Great and situation then, oh, for us. Then if it I comes let him, so then I let him to call. We have no spades. And then so I, I make it cheap enough for him to call. He right. calls, sees this flop, hits a spade on the river. Yeah. And it's like, 
God, I had the, the nut hand. I let him see the flop. I gave him the odds to call. Certainly when he's oh. going to be in position, you want to make that a less tempting proposition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, when you're out of position, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we'll talk about three-bet sizing generally. Um, but I think if I were you, I'd consider – so let's talk about three-betting ranges. Are you a wide three better? Yeah. Like what? Okay. So do you do you do you three bet aces down to a certain hand, and then you call with everything below that, or do you uh, have a polarized three betting range where you three bet the top, call with the middle, and then three bet the bottom as a bluff? Or, yeah, or yeah, some that's it. That. That's it. It's okay. polarized. Okay. I'll three bet all my good hands. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Um, depending on where I'm at. I think there's, there are times though, where I have ace king, for example, in the big blind and under the gun raise with an yep. 80 big blind stack. And I have a 56 big blind stack or no, I have a 30 big blind stack and he has 80 big blinds and I have ace king. There's been times where I've just called in the big blind. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that's bad. I think yeah. in that exact spot, uh, honestly, early position, raises Mm -hmm. you gotta have a really tight range to three bet them for value yeah uh, because they're so tight to begin with unless you have a note on a player yeah but um yeah i don't mind that at all and you're 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 getting really good if 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 it's if it's like a two or a two and a half x from under the gun and you're in the big blind i mean it's always sexy to be three betting with ace king but you're actually get you might you're almost kind of getting the equity (laughs) yeah uh with your hand there so i don't mind that at all and it's nice to show up with ace king every once in a while in a calling situation it throws people off Mm -hmm. and then you just call and that happened to me at my home game though the other day and i i burned myself i i just called with ace king i hit a king it was King nine something. And then he's just, I'm just check calling all the way down. Right. River's another King. So now I have trips and he makes a huge bet. And I know I'm beat. <laughs> it's King six. That's what it was. King six, nine. And then King. Right. So then I know I'm beat, but I have to call. And he had King nine. <laughs> let him, it's a, it's a home game tournament. We do for the monster stack ticket at WSOP. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Cool. I won last, last week and I, nice. I had a deep run in the monster stack, made it to the end of day two, passed the money. And I got out with uh ace queen suited versus pocket eights. I hit a queen on the flop. He hit his eight. I turned to flush draw and, and not river nothing. And it sucked, but it was, I came into day two with five big blinds. Oh, and, I, and then I ma- played till like 10 PM that night. I spun it up. It was amazing. That's sweet. I, honestly, I love short stack poker tournament yeah, poker. I love it. I don't. I love just being the one like deciding when we're gonna realize our equity. Yeah, so you'll <laughs> you see know? that. You'll see that in this one actually towards the end. Sweet. Well, yeah. So let's keep let's keep rocking through here. Uh, small blind. I'm always kind of should see. Oops. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Now, if it falls to us, then it's a difference. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So. Oh yeah, he's all yeah, in that's, that's that. Okay. Hello. Yeah, I got aces a couple times. I saw that. I, I saw that. I was flipping through here early. Okay, so that is that like a standard open size for you? What uh, is that like? A two it's like point two point. Two, yeah, two points. X. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You've got I, it set I, I on do, your slider. I do been open sometimes, but I honestly switch it up, and there's no real basis for it. I just kind of do what my table's like or yep 
the kind of hand that I have maybe. And with a hand like this, sometimes in this position, I'll make it just a little bit more. But I never, I don't really ever make it 2.8 or 3. There was a time where I was doing that, actually. I was doing crazy opens like 3, 3.5. Um, and sometimes, actually, though, if I'm on the button with jacks, for example, I might make it 3.5, depending on the stacks, mm -hmm. because I want it to look funky. And there's, there's times where ace 3 might just push back, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. totally. So I don't know. It depends. But yeah, with this, it's been kind of standard for me lately to do 2.4. Great. I, I think there's also anywhere between like two and 2.5. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing you might, so one good thing to change your opening size around mm -hmm. is the stack depth at the table. So early in tournaments, I might open to three X in the first few orbits, the first couple levels, and then get down to 2.5. And then as, as stacks get shorter down to 2.25, 2.1, min open see that's uh, the thing with me i i maybe i need to start doing that more but i don't get in early i always get in with at least seven levels left or something oh yeah so you've been and, you've been late regging right so, yeah I, I get in with about 20 to 25 bigs so you're okay 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 almost all the time there has an acr has such ridiculous late reg like three hours is the yeah standard, they have five so. hour tournaments sometimes. yeah but those are the huge player fields, so I only get in those last minute. Interesting. Just so, to just to spin it up, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. And so, if, honestly, if, if you're getting into tournaments where the average stack is like 25 big blinds, or if your mm -hmm. stack is 25 big blinds, I think 2.4 is too big, man. Yeah. I think I think you're giving up too much. You're gonna have, you're gonna get the same results from 2.1 and 2. Point, and and that 0. 0.3 blinds per open does add up adds uh, up to over a blind after three opens yeah so my and, roommate told me too and if you want to be open folding you you can't do it at 2.4 if you could do it at 2.1 yeah you know that's just uh i think you're leaving some money on the table there yeah so that makes sense. that's one and then in the, the other long note, run right yeah. yeah exactly in the long run and and all of this stuff all of this stuff is going to come down to a mix of having the long run in the forefront of your blind but then also knowing when to deviate from it and to make a decision about this hand right now today. Yeah. But, yeah. but, it, but if you want to get better at like thinking about poker, you got to think about it in terms of what you're doing. You yeah. got to think about it in terms of the long run. And then it's a question of when do we deviate from that? So mm -hmm. one other note about your sizing, honestly, is that um, in a vacuum, and again, there are exceptions to every rule, but in a vacuum, the worst thing you can do is change your open sizing according to the strength of your hand or the yeah, type of hand yeah. that you have. And I know yeah. you've heard it, but if you're, if you're honestly making it, if you're making it like 3.5 with jacks and ace king and yeah. three with pocket tens and 2.4 with seven, six suited, people are going to pay attention to that. But, and, all, but it's also um, only, it's not just the sizing or the strength of a hand, but also the position that I'm Okay, in. good. Good, because yeah. then that so like that I don't do that. I won't like jacks if I'm early position, whatever. And yeah. obviously the stack depths matter, but I'm never. I don't. But like only when it's like small to big, or like uh, or on the button maybe when I when okay. I'm, I when I'm a pretty strong raiser from the button. If I get a strong hand like jacks, sometimes 
I'll depending on obviously the feel for everything. If I have a feel on these players, whatever, are they yeah. pushback or all that kind of stuff. But if I get a super strong hand, sometimes I will kind of make it weird just in case they have something that they can push me back with. Then they're like, they don't just call with, you know, yeah, queen jack suited. They don't just call 3.5 X. They'll be like, you know what? He's just, what is he raising here with? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I call, you know. So I love it. That's the way you should be thinking. Yeah. About yeah. It. Um, yeah. And, and actually doing it by position is also a great way to think about it. So okay. I, I, if you're doing it that way, then th- I, that makes much more sense to me. And, and I applaud that. Uh, yeah. But just make sure that even by position, make sure that you're not being too transparent that it's always a certain type of hand because yeah. other players, they have HUDs. And if, if you're make if you're playing against players where you're getting hundreds and hundreds of hands in these small field tournaments, you're going to show down those hands and people are going to notice like here, I don't yeah. know. Uh, this will be a bad let's example. See. Yeah, but, no, that's good. Um, let's pick someone who has, this guy's gotten a fair number of hands. Yeah, so in my I notes, I've, from I've got it broken down by raise first in by blind size. This one's 2x. Mm-hmm. So this is all the hands they raised first in 2x. If we get more hands on this guy, if he uses different raise sizes, there's going to be a different line down here. Raise first in 3x, raise first in 2.5. And then mm. they'll start collecting the hands that they do that with. Wow. And you'll, and you'll notice that they look different over time. And that yeah. makes you, you can make really educated guesses now on future streets about what is this guy's hand range, because you know, you have better information about where it started. That's amazing. And now, most people have that information on me too. They have that information on you, 100%. And they've been using a HUD longer than you have. So yeah. even though you were playing on the site before and you don't have a HUD, they were getting hands on you. The whole time. Uh, yeah. The whole time. So they have a much more robust data set on you than you do on them. But that's, you know, you're catching up with them and you're now growing a data set on everybody else that hasn't yet bought a HUD. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's players that I've been playing with for, since I started in 2016. Right. There's players that I've known, like this one player comes to mind, AU Mind, Gold Mind, and he just took nice. second in a really huge tournament on ACR. Mm. But he's always been, I'm sure he's been using a HUD way longer than even that I've been playing, but I've been at tables with him consecutively a lot of times mm-hmm. for the past four years. So who knows right. how many hands he has on me? Cause I'm yeah, serious. more of a pro player. Serious. Uh, yeah. So, that so it sense. does, it does matter. So part yeah. of it, part of this is that just as you get more used to using a HUD and like noticing what you can notice about other players, you're going to notice what they're noticing about you. And that's going to make you want to do things not for deception more for like disguise like more more just to make it they have it's like you're just making it harder for them to see the limits of your of your ranges and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so i should look at my own notes as well then and see yeah well thanks for joining me folks i hope you had as much fun as i did in the rec room today just a reminder that if you'd like to join the premium membership at rec.poker, you can use the code RECPOKER, which will take $10 off the already incredibly low price of $15 a month. That's right, you could get your first month for only 5 bucks. And let me tell you folks, $5 at rec.poker for the premium membership is the best $5 you're going to spend in poker this year. You're going to get access to the seminars, the online play-in hangs, the focus study group, 
you're going to be able to submit hands to the wrecking crew just here in the rec room. And uh, if you do, email me, jim at rec.poker, and let me know the subject matter you're interested in and who on the wrecking crew you'd like to talk to about it. And we will make it happen, get you out here on the podcast, and uh, you can help uh, the rest of Rec Poker Nation by sharing your knowledge and, and sharing your questions, and we can all get better at poker together. It's what we do. Um, if five bucks seems like too much, I totally get that. No pressure at all. Go to rec.poker and sign up for a free community account. You can play in the home games. You can uh, interact in the forums. You can post uh, your own questions and answers. You can interact with the rest of Rec Poker Nation totally for free. Um, it's just it's a great place to come and meet people like yourself that want to have a good time with good people and get better at poker while we're doing it. So I do hope you come by and visit. And I'd like to thank Website Amp, Learn Pro Poker, and the Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino for making this all possible. And I hope to see you over at Rec.Poker. Come visit. Thank you.